Hello? Does this thing work? This is the Peak Boredom Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Peak Boredom Podcast. Today we have our fellow podcasters, our new friends, the Rant Collective. Woo, welcome Steven and Nancy. Woo, so hi, thanks for having us. We'll just forget. So do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, we are Steven and Nancy. We're from the Rant Collective Podcast. I'm currently a senior studying business economics and psychology. And Steven? Um, I'm the other half. I'm Steven. I'm currently <laughs> a third year at Cal Poly Pomona and I'm a civil engineering major. Oh, wow. So tell us a bit about your podcast. <laughs> Our podcast is literally about anything and everything that we talk about. And the reason we started it is because we have these super late night conversations and we're like, someone needs to hear these thoughts. That's not us. Because <laughs> I feel like we have, <laughs> because I feel like we have a very unique take on a lot of like worldly issues and just like how we take on life especially as like 20 somethings I feel like there's a lot to figure out we just want to share that with the world yeah so if you have time guys check out their podcast I've listened to a couple of your episodes they were pretty interesting you guys have like some interesting takes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll put the handle whatever here here yay Lauren, Lauren do the thing yeah do the thing Lauren <laughs> <laughs> Hi, quick break guys. Check out Rant Collective on Spotify every Monday, where our friends Nancy and Steven will rant about everything. Also, follow their Instagram, at Rant Collective, for updates on their episodes and to see the pretty, pretty posters. Okay, back to Mars and Inga. Alright, so this is probably a topic that um, I'm interested in hearing because I myself don't know what to do with it. How do you guys pronounce your last names? Because I know those get butchered a lot. If you haven't noticed, this is an episode on Southeast Asians with Southeast Asians. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've myself got quite the simple. In my opinion, my surname is pretty simple. It's just Sutanto, but yet it's already been butchered even by Indonesians. They're like Sutanto, Santoso. I'm like, I don't belong to those families. <laughs> Mars has gotten hers butchered as well, quite a few times. Yeah, they call it like, you you, you lie, like, <laughs> like come on, it's Uli, um, because English. But what about you guys? I feel like my last name is pretty uncommon for people, so it's really hard for people to know what it should be. And the way you should pronounce it is Yung, because the D in Vietnamese has like two different Ds. So if it has like, The line is pronounced like an English D, but mine doesn't. So people always pronounce it as like Duong. And my whole life, I thought that was normal until someone told me like, no, it's not. I was like, what? Yeah, Vietnamese alphabet, we have a lot. Of, we have more alphabet letters than American or like the regular alphabet. So we have extra letters. And um, Vietnamese is also, we use signs. I don't, I don't know what you call it. Accent marks? Sign? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, Steven, you accent. teach via class. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, so like, if you, if you like, because with science, if you pronounce, if you like say a word wrong, I mean, or, where am I going with this? Oh my gosh. So with the science, right? If like one word could have like three different meanings just by changing the science. So for my last name, we're actually like the most common last name out there. I feel like all new ones, all all Asians have this last, especially we have this last name. 
Um, but yeah, we have a lot of people pushing my name too. Um, some people just say like Win, like W I N, or then some people say like New Win, like that. Um, but it's actually pronounced Win, which is like it has like this squiggly accent sound. So you have to emphasize on that. But yeah, I'm okay with New Win. I've, I've I've gotten used to it. That's so sad though. This is yeah, like really my is. personal take. And I think a lot. So I've like told Mars and Michelle and Steven about this. But I feel like as like Im- people from immigrant families, like our families went through so much to get to America in like New Steven's case. And then we're just over here letting people butcher our names, which is like a whole heritage. And I feel like that really bothers me. So I've been trying to say like you more often, but it backfires because people list look at the bottom of the list for why to look for my name when I check into events. So it's just like slowly and surely making that progress. Mm, yeah, that's an interesting take on it. I think it's really important because um, I saw somewhere that someone mentioned that people who come from immigrant families or people who come from countries that are, you know, colonized by other nations, they have like almost an acquiescent behavior where we just kind of like just accept um, the things that are like not right, like mispronouncing our name. Um, messing around with our cultures and stuff like that, which is like a highly like, contested topic. And then let's go into like, you guys are both from Vietnamese families. What are some of your favorite like foods, traditions and stuff like that? A lot of food. We can talk about this all day. Because all we know is episode. <laughs> all we know is pho yeah. and banh mi. <laughs> which, <laughs> I, which I like that's love. Typical, yeah. Like when people think of Vietnamese culture, they think of those two the most because it's so mainstream now i feel like you can go any like even like american people are trying to replicate rep, replicate <laughs> sorry i can't speak today for some reason we try to replicate like the dishes like you know like when i think of bought me i think of like subway for some reason like the american subway yes <laughs> yeah and then you also have like american people trying to open like fun restaurants yeah but they just don't know how to cook it properly they don't know how to cook it properly so yeah I like so it. I feel like those two are like them. Those like, in, you know, those like instant things, like instant far from like Walmart. Oh yeah, yeah, they have those. It's not even like pho. It's just basically like noodles and it's like ramen. That's it. <laughs> it's just basically ramen. Because I've I've seen those from a Costco where it's like instant Vietnamese pho, but like the broth is just water and like. Chicken seasoning. So it's basically ramen with pho noodles. What makes a good pho though? That's beyond the my pay grade. That's beyond yeah, Steven's like, know. I don't know how to cook. So Nancy has to take this question. <laughs> um, but I feel like the best part is like the bone broth because like we have to simmer it for so long or use a pressure cooker. So something that really bothers my mom or my dad is like when we go to restaurants and there's like vegan pho or like vegetarian pho. Like how does it even work? Like half of pho is the bone broth. So if there's no bone broth, how is there pho, you know? But like definitely that's the best part. And then like, I like the vegetables that go in it, but I don't like bean sprouts. So I like the herbs. Like I like the nagai and the basil. So, but like, um, I really don't like bean sprouts. Weird thing. Yeah, I think for a while I'm not very big into pho. And that's because I think in my childhood, the pho's that I've tasted were very... What is it? Coriander forward? 
or is it nutmeg? There, there's a certain spice in there that like yeah. I think put too much of it, and it just doesn't taste good. And then I tasted like real pho, which ironically was in Manchester, the UK. <laughs> they had real Viet um, people. They had real Viet like servers and chefs, so it was <laughs> I trusted them, um, and it was amazing. <laughs> like this is the perfect winter dish. The thing about pho is that there's like no specific recipe. It's usually like the grannies cooking it in the background, like in the back of the kitchen. But they just eyeball it most of the time, so like <laughs> until it tastes good. Until it tastes, everyone like has dip. Like some people, like some grand, like some grandmas, they put like a lot of this. Some put a lot of that, and it's like you can't really get like a specific recipe. You just gotta go by taste, and it's so interesting because I can't do that. I I probably mess up the the broth in like the first ten minutes. <laughs> so kudos to them. But it, it's like not as hard as you think it is once you get like the bone broth part down. Because I recently started to learn to cook with my mom, and the other day we made bom manga, which is like bamboo chicken soup with noodles. And I used to think it was so hard, but it's like not that hard. Most of it is like the bone broth doing its own thing, and then you just add like salt and um, rock sugar, which a lot of Viet dishes use. Once you like learn one or two dishes, they're pretty much all the same. Same. Oh wow! Any other foods? I like all the <laughs> weird foods. Like yesterday, my friends came over and they're like, "Oh yeah, like you can cook for us." So I made them the bom manga, which is the bamboo soup. But then I also made them balut, like hot bed long, and it was their first time, and they were like so scared to try it because like they know in their head there's baby duck in there. But I was like, it's not that bad. So they ate like half of it, but they couldn't continue because they were really scared. But the reason I like it is because I grew up eating it, and then like there's a lot of superstitions that surround hot bed long, and I just think it's really interesting. Yeah, I think you mentioned when we were talking previously about the superstitions around balut, and because like I think us as Indonesians as well, we grew up thinking of balut as Filipino, I think, and we just think of it as a street food. But I myself have never eaten it because I don't know. I'm just squeamish of the idea again. Neither, never eaten it. I would recommend to try it. Like my friends didn't regret trying it, but they couldn't finish it because they were like, "Oh, this is too much for me." Um, but the superstition is like. The in Vietnamese, it's hot bit long, which is like duck egg turned around and long. It's the same thing that you do with your luck, like try to switch your luck up. So whenever my mom's having like a bad day or she feels like she's unlucky, she would buy hot bit long. And then if you eat one, it would flip your luck. But if you just want to eat it and you want to keep your luck the same, then you eat two because it like flips it twice, so it stays the same. But like some people believe it, some people don't. But my mom is very superstitious, so. She like swears by it, and then my sister, whenever she eats um, pavlov, she swears that she's better at board games and like card games. So if we have like a family night where we're playing <laughs> games, she'll have to eat one before. She's like, so I can actually win this time. <laughs> Is it something that you would probably eat before an exam? Then, it's like, I no, need- actually, there's like superstitions for exams too. Like you can't eat things that look like circles. So like boiled eggs is a no. We never had Cheerios growing up because Cheerios look like little circles, and that means zero. <laughs> My mom is so superstitious, but you would eat like beans. Like uh, Vietnamese desserts, a lot of them have like red bean or black bean or like mung beans in it. And the bean, like the word in Vietnamese is dao, which also is the same word as pass. So then, like before my driving test or any big exam, I would take eat like beans. I'm still learning on the spot right now. I don't know this stuff, <laughs> and I'm Vietnamese. <laughs> 
it's super interesting because like I grew up. I think my dad mentioned that in his family, it's good luck to actually eat an egg before an exam. So it's the other way around. It's just oh. don't don't eat an egg on an empty stomach. <laughs> apparently, huh? Okay. <laughs> It's not a stomach from eating it like just on its own, like a hard-boiled egg, not scrambled. Yeah, just plain hard-boiled egg. Oh, it, it's it's really weird. I don't think it actually works. <laughs> okay, but I passed my driving test, so I feel like it works. But also, I'm pretty superstitious. <laughs> it's all a placebo effect. And my favorite part of Vietnamese like foods. Vietnamese coffee. <laughs> like I forgot to mention this the previous time. I love Vietnamese coffee. Never try. Oh, I don't drink coffee. I don't, yeah, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> really? Personally, for me, Vietnamese coffee is more of like the uncles and dad drink. Like the older generations, <gasps> they drink that more. You'll see, like I, a lot of people are like a lot of young people are hopping on that trend, but it's, it's mostly like non-Vietnamese people because I feel like Vietnamese like. People our age, we don't drink coffee a lot. Like Vince coffee, we drink I feel、American、like people、coffee. do. Stephen and I are just the outliers because I get really jittery on coffee. Like I'll bounce off the walls and then I'll be really mean to people. So I don't drink coffee,、um, and I don't really need it to stay up either. So I just avoid it. I don't like coffee, but I, I don't drink. Willpower. There's like times in college where I'll be up to like 3 a.m. on like water and willpower because tea also makes me jittery. Say、oh, willpower. <laughs> yes. Willpower. I don't have that much willpower. Same. <laughs> I just give up. I know. I just seem like give... all right. All right.、Uh, I'll call it a day. <laughs>、uh, tomorrow. No, I remember <laughs> my mom went to Vietnam without me. She went to Vietnam <laughs> without me, and then、um, she came back with Vietnamese coffee filters. The、um, I think they're called Fin filters, the little metal filters. And they're so convenient to carry around because they're so small. But when I did my undergrad,、um, my friend's Vietnamese course mate came over and saw me making coffee. And because my coffees are mostly like robusta coffees, then I use a fin and I drink it with condensed milk. They're like, "Are you Viet?" And I'm like, "No, I just drink my coffee." Oh, Indonesians do that too with their coffee. Like, we don't use fin filters. Oh yeah, we don't. Sorry, we do use um condensed milk in everything. Even in oh yeah, condensed milk in, in everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> even in like avocado. Yes. Oh my gosh, avocado. I feel like such a strange topic because I remember my first year I had a roommate and she was American. I was like, oh, do you want some of my smoothie? And she said, oh, what is it? I'm like, oh, avocado smoothie. She's like, oh no, I'm never touching that. Avocados do not belong in like sweet things. But I grew up like eating avocados only sweet, so I was so weirded、yeah. out by that. Yeah. No. Same. I had a. Friend, she's my roommate now. She was Chilean, and the first time I saw her like make avocado toast, I was really confused because I was like, "Aren't they sweet?" <laughs> <laughs> and then she would stare at me, and then I stare at her, and then she would stare at me. And she's like, "No, it's like it's like butter." And I'm like, "No, it does not." She's like, "Oh, it's not butter, no." <laughs> and then she made me try it, and I was like, "It's not sweet." <laughs> I've been lied. Avocado on toast is such a like a Western thing. Like, like you see、yeah. that? Like, I I correlate that with like fancy restaurants. Like when you go to like fancy restaurants, they like toast on avocados or like avocado salad. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Avocado salad? 
Yeah, people with avocados. They put avocados yeah, on a lot of weird things. I know. Well, we're also from California, so like avocados yeah. on everything. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, that's true. It's not the stereotype is so true. <laughs> like we put avocado <laughs> on everything. But I thought like avocado was sweet, so I was so confused. <laughs> Apparently, Southeast Asian avocados are are a bit sweeter than others. Probably, and they're yeah. also like creamier, so they're perfect for like drinks and desserts and stuff. But then like the more Western ones, I think, are harder, so they're better for like guac, like guacamole. Oh, I, I can't tell the difference. So. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether you guys do this too, but I remember the first year of undergrad, I went to a farmer's market and they sold avocados. And back home, um, what we did was like we would shake the avocados because when they're ripe. Um, the seed detaches from the flesh because the the flesh becomes so dense, and so if you shake them, they kind of rattle a bit. And <laughs> the, the person selling me the avocados was convinced that like I was there was a camera nearby and this was like a game show or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I swear, like this is the way we do it back home. We would shake the avocados, so like if you come to Indonesia, you can see like a bunch of like aunties and uncles just like rattling avocados. <laughs> Weird, honey, come over. This girl's she we rattle avocados. <laughs> oh my gosh, I've never heard of that. But I've like heard of like Vietnam's like flicking all the melons or smelling like the jackfruit to make sure that it's ripe. Oh, yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I must have like smelled the mangoes. Now, like, what is what is it supposed to smell like? <laughs> oh, um, if you smell the bottom of an avocado, it should uh, avocado mango. It should smell sweet when it's ripe. Don't they always smell sweet? Right, no. just me with the flicking. My mom's like, "Do you hear the difference?" I was like, "No, no, <laughs> no." no. <laughs> but it becomes a temptation, right? You go to the supermarket and then you just flick everything, flick everything. You touch everything for no real reason. You that's, don't even have the intention of buying them. You just flick them. That's all via Asian markets. You I think. I think there's also like a really big rivalry among Southeast Asian countries about their mangoes. Like, who has the best mangoes? <laughs> Definitely us. <laughs> I don't care where it came from. I just want food. That's it. Steven is a simple dude. That's all he needs. Uh, yeah, I can't tell the difference. Honestly, you can. If you if you throw me at a grocery shop, I'll probably like shop for all the wrong things. I can't smell for dear life. I can't hear for dear life. It's okay. I just remember the first mango I bought in the UK, and I tried it. I'm like, this is just sweet yellow flesh. There's no actual mango in this. <laughs> <laughs> Something's wrong here. But I think it might just be me. Do taste different? To me, it does. I don't know whether it tastes different to anyone else. I just gave up afterwards. I have a terrible taste palate. Everything tastes the same to me. So. <laughs> If you gave me two fruits from different countries, I'd be like, it's the same thing. Oh my! <laughs> yeah, poor me. I'm learning so much about Steven right now. <laughs> I also feel so sorry for him. It's because like with Vietnamese food, there's so much flavor and there's so much like difference in like contrast. So I'm like, if everything tastes the same for him, like what happens when it gets to like New Year's and there's like so many different foods that are like pickled and sautéed and like caramelized, like they all taste the same. That's concerning. I'm uncultured. I just speak it. I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty like dumb when it comes to like via culture. I'm the opposite. I can speak it. I can't read or write it. But like, ask me culture stuff, and I'll probably know it. 
my mom says I talk like I'm from Vietnam because I know all the slang. We were talking about this this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm in the middle. I definitely don't know any of the slangs. I mean, I grew up in Indonesia and I don't know most of the slang. Yeah, so... Uh... <laughs> I, I know the like curse my words. Mom to, yeah, that's why I know the math talk. So I know like But then on that topic, like, what do you guys do during um, New Year's? I'm curious to oh. see if it's similar to us or very oh. different. A lot of things. It's New Year's is more of the prep work, though. Like, I feel like a lot of it is focused on the before New Year's, what you do before New Year's, and then the. New Year's Day and after New Year's Day is it's more like bonus because I know in like uh, Viet culture a lot of people have like a superstition where you don't clean or do anything like like bad like bad or negative on New Year's Day so you do it before so like the week the day before all the moms are like cleaning all the crevices sweeping the mopping the house like three times a day yeah it's a it's crazy It's also like my mom says you can't wash your hair either. And I'm the type of person who has to wash my hair every day. So it'll literally be like 11.50. I'm like, I need to wash my hair now. Otherwise, I'm not going to make it to the next day. <laughs> and then this is just my family. I think a lot of people do it too. But you also have to bring like gifts or like offerings to your elders. So my mom would always buy like, um, like food or like items and then offer it up to her older like sister older sisters-in-law or brothers-in-laws so that's that as well i don't know the, the purpose of it i just know they do it and that's, Nancy, that's like, why um it's like to respect them and give them gifts just because like they're older than you so we always do that in my family too we spend like a whole week before going to everyone's house like all dressed up in like our aoyai and like bringing them like wine and like which is like the traditional food that we eat during that Um, New Year's time and then like just like visiting them and wishing them well like giving them their New Year's wishes and then they give us red envelopes in return so I mean it's a fair trade <laughs> we do red envelopes on the so the night we do so Amer in America like we do like the New Year's Eve countdown we do that too in like my family we stay up till like we have a party It's a good excuse for a party. Like honestly, and any event is a good excuse for a party, like in my family. So we'll have like a party at like six, and then they'll just drink, and then till like I don't know, maybe like mid like eleven ish, and that's when they all start. The aunties are in like the room, like last minute, like procrastinating stuff, red envelopes and stuff, or comparing red envelopes, and then we count them down, and then that's when um, after like the countdown is over, then we would start passing out the red envelopes. So like. We start with like the oldest like aunt or like the grand the grandma and grandpas, and then there's like a huge line of kids like lining up with bags. It's like it's like Halloween. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trick or treating for money. It's yeah, so my family funny. does like a conveyor belt line. It's like all the aunties line up from like youngest to oldest, and then we go through each child like in a line because there's so many aunts and uncles, but there's also so many like cousins because I have like almost 30 cousins overall oh so my it God. takes a while yeah our parties are like pretty big and then sometimes we also we have we have like cousins who bring like their boyfriends or girlfriends or like friends over so the trick is and also 
when you give red envelopes, you're not supposed to give it to someone. You're supposed to give it to someone younger than you. But sometimes, like the older aunties will come back too. So my mom is like the second youngest, but we'll have like our old aunties get in line for the money too that they gave away. So it's kind of like their way of like getting the money that they gave away back. <laughs> but also the the trick in is that there's actually it looks like it's one stack, but it's actually two separate stacks of red envelopes. We have one like the with like a higher amount for the family, and if the if like you're, you're like a stranger or like the like the boyfriend or girlfriends, you'll get the second stack which is less money. So we usually you can tell because it's usually on the bottom. If we reach for the bottom, it's oh you're a stranger, but if it's on top. It's like okay, you're in our family, so that's how you can tell. But people don't know that. No, they just expose oh. all the aunties. <laughs> how dare you? It's I funny think. though. Yeah, yeah. And my family does the same because, like, my aunts and uncles have like predetermined how much they want to give each kid. Um, so like it'll depend on the year, like fifty or a hundred, depending on the year. Um, but then it's funny because my mom's like, "Oh yeah, we like score because we have three kids, and most families have two. So even though she's giving out that much, she's getting a little bit more in return because she has an extra kid. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's weird, but that's fine. It works inversely like that. <laughs> Do you guys have like special red envelopes? Because I know like um, I'm Chinese Indonesian, so we celebrate the Chinese um, Lunar New Year, and banks in Singapore and Indonesia would give out like custom designed red envelopes. <laughs> They're so pretty. Yeah. And- uh-huh. It's so weird because like one of our other friends, she loves collecting red envelopes. Just <laughs> they're so pretty. She she loves them because they're so pretty. But the problem is, I tried to mail them to them when I was doing my um, semester abroad in Taiwan, <laughs> and the person at the post office was like, "What's in here?" And I'm red, and I said like red envelopes. <laughs> just like I swear, there's no money in them, and they're just like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ours is usually the each year. There's like a zodiac animal correlated to it, so it's usually like pictures of that. Um, I know like Disney characters are also very popular, and then like I personally don't like the ones where it's just basic, like it's just says like Happy New Year's in Vietnamese, or just with like Chinese signs. I think those are too basic. I like the I like the pretty ones because they're like cool, and then some are like different colors too. Like you'll see like red, red and gold a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you'll see like pink. Yeah. I remember one year Chase Bank gave out white envelopes, and my mom was like, "No, you can't get those because like white is like bad luck and like symbolizes death." And she's like, yeah. "I don't even know why they're making envelopes that are white. Like, there's no reason." So I was like, "Oh, well, I guess they should have done the research before they printed like millions of." Them. <laughs> Did you say Chase awesome. Bank? Chase. Hmm? Chase Big? Yeah. Oh. Oh, interesting. Wow. <laughs> a white envelope. Oh. I've never heard of those. Yeah, yeah, it was not a look. And then you also have to like exchange your 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 money like months in advance because people like Chris new dollar bills. This year they're not printing anymore because I just went to the bank and there was a sign and says like for this year the Fed isn't printing new bills. So we're all getting crusty bills this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the same year. Oh, I wonder what's gonna happen during Chinese New Year then. Like, are they we still also, gonna? Oh, go Will it be checks? <laughs> I'll take a check. <laughs> My mom has done like lottery tickets in the past, so 
So she just go buy a bunch of scratchers or a bunch of like lottery like tickets, like the Mega Millions, whatever, and put it in, and then you get to pick. Um, some years like it'll be a game, so some envelopes will have like fifty dollars, some will have like two. So it's like depending how lucky you are, you like grab one, and then we'll always compare with each other. Like, oh, what you get? It's like, oh, you got twenty. Well, I only got like thirty. I got like thirty, so I'm like luckier than you this year. I um, can't do that. <laughs> I think it's fun because my family always seems to score. So. Oh wow. <laughs> But then also, like I don't know if it's like a tradition for Chinese people as well, but Vietnamese people always give out two dollar bills because they're luckier. No, we I know two dollar bill is lucky though, but we don't do two dollars. The minimum we give is two dollars to the strangers, <laughs> <laughs> or we'll do like five two dollar bills, so it's like ten dollars. But it's always like crisp two two dollar bills. So it's like nice to have like new money. But whenever I try to pay with it at like grocery stores, when I run out of like cash, they look at me funny. They're like, "You shouldn't be spending this." I'm like, "But what's the point of having it?" Like, it's not. People consider it rare, but it's not as rare as you think it is. I have so many in my closet. That's what I <laughs> don't tell people that. <laughs> I, I, I like Stephen and I work together at a church um, youth group. And for New Year's, like we'll give it to the kids as well to like wish them like Happy New Year and also like, um, like teach them a little bit of their culture. And we had a leftover ones, and they're like, "Oh, just keep it in your car, or whatever." Um, so I took it home, and I was like, "I'm just gonna use this for grocery shopping." So then when I go to the store, I pay with two dollar bills because I don't have cash. I never carry cash on me. Oh wow! For us, I think the concept is that um, giving people money is like giving people fortune, and so when、mm -hmm. you Fortune, you'll receive more in return. So, like, you can't be like, "Oh, I'm gonna give like the bare minimum," which this surprises most people when they come to Indonesia. We work with thousands. Like, our money has like the thousand, like three zeros at the back. So, it's not a surprise for you to receive like a hundred thousand, like a banknote that says a hundred thousand. It's like a shock to people. They're like, "I've never seen this many zeros on one bill." <laughs> yeah, that big, but like. <laughs> If you gave people two thousand, I think that's just like, no, just don't do that. <laughs> you、yeah. can't get anything with two thousand anyway. Not anymore, at least. Maybe like one piece of candy. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah. So we usually give out more.、Um, yeah, I've been to one Chinese New Year, which was weirdly enough open house. So like. Anyone can come, and then they'll just hand out like red envelopes, and I'm just sitting there and like, how much cash do you have? <laughs> I heard of that. Interesting. For one of my clubs in college, like it's a Vietnamese Catholic club, so we celebrate like Lunar New Year's together, and like the older members would give out like fortunes to the younger member and like the red envelopes. But one year, like this girl didn't have money, but she still wanted to participate. So she put memes inside the envelopes, and it was the year of the dog. And she put doggo memes in there, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" I don't know if that's a disgrace, or I thought it was funny. But then, like, it's interesting because someone else also put like,、um, kind of like dares or like tickets inside. So it's like, "Oh, if you pull this envelope, then it's like I'll treat you out to boba, so we get to know each other better." Or like,、oh, we can have、cute. like a picnic date, and I'm like, "That's so cute," because like. It achieves the purpose of getting to know the other person better, and、yeah. like you don't have to spend money at that moment. So, oh wow, that's a creative way of going about it. I've never heard anyone in my family do that at all. Broke college students will find、college. a way to get it done. Yeah, 
Real college students are so interesting because I had、um, a friend who was the leader of the British Asian Society, and when they say Asian, apparently they don't mean East Asian or Southeast Asian. They mean Central and South Asians. And <laughs> what they did was they had a charity event, which was to protest against child marriages. So what they did was they hold a fake wedding, and then the、oh. proceeds from the tickets go into like、um, nonprofits. It was like an excuse for everyone to go to a wedding, essentially a wedding. And my friend was the leader and the fake bride as well. Interesting. Um, interesting way to approach it, right? Yeah. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you won't see that a lot here.、Yeah. No, I don't think so. Weddings are expensive. <laughs> They are. But the weddings、know. go all out, like all、uh, night. There's all- like. <laughs> Not even like the wedding. There's like an engagement ceremony before, which is like a mini wedding,、um, and then there's like before the wedding, there's a ceremony where like the groom comes to the bride's house and picks up the bride and like asks for their permission to take her home, and then there's like the church wedding if you have one, and then there's the reception after. It's like a six a.m.、Wow. to like twelve p.m. twelve a.m. day for the wedding day, and like months before that, there's like a whole day engagement ceremony too. So yeah, people go hard for weddings. It's a lot of work. Yeah, a lot of, and money, and people they'll invite invite like anyone and everyone. Like my cousin got married last year in September, so like right before pandemic, and she her wedding was seven hundred people. It's typically <laughs> it's typically around seven hundred people. Yeah, it's a and lot. Like this is my friend from the friend of dad's friend. <laughs> like, uh, do I know yeah. you? Yeah, and then they're like, like, yeah, I told you one, yeah. <laughs> I saw you once in the party. <laughs> like,、uh, I saw、uh, a picture you, of you. <laughs> I saw. I last time I saw you, you were like a little baby. I'm like, oh, who are you? You're like, well, I'm getting married now, so like, it's been a while. <laughs> a long while. Wow, seven hundred. I don't even think we do that. In, in how many do, do you normally see Mars? You get invited too, right? I've only been invited to. I think it's around there. Really, I think the ones I go to are like three hundred, not seven. How am I supposed <laughs> to know? Most weddings I went to, I was like little, because <laughs> we were like dragged into. So, like, I'm like a native Indonesian, so the weddings also like <laughs> too much. Like, <laughs> so many things. Like, there's there's the church, but then there's the before one where you stay over the 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 people like the. Right or the groom's house? I don't even know. You stay in someone's house, and then they also like eat there. And then there's also the after party where they have to like, you know, give everyone a handshake, and then they have to dance. I don't know. It's, this is not proportionate. There's just a lot of things <laughs> to do. Yeah. There's even like a portion where you like cut an animal, and then you give what to the family. You don't cut the like. It's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> It's already cooked, but like, you give like the portion. It's a pig usually. Like you give a portion、mm-hmm. to the people. Yeah. Your family,、it's... and this is like one native Indonesian. I don't. There's a lot. There's a lot of like other, like if it's like Muslim Indonesian, then it's like even more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> For Chinese Indonesians, I think the ones that I've seen. We don't have engagement parties. It's just suddenly someone's engaged. I don't even think my cousin got engaged. I think she just said, "Oh,、um, my boyfriend put a ring around my finger." I said, "Just wear it," and then suddenly they're engaged. 
I don't know. Okay. <laughs> then, um, there would be if they're Christian, because half of my family is Christian, but part of my mom's side of the family is Buddhist. So the Buddhist ones would have like temple weddings instead of like church weddings. Yeah. So you've got the Buddhist or Catholic or Christian ceremonies, <laughs> and then you've got the tea ceremony. That one's like a big must. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, where like all the relatives in your family basically give blessings, and then there's the mm-hmm. big reception where everyone that you don't know is there, <laughs> and you eat for free. Yeah. yeah, I don't consider it free eating because yeah. for us, like, um, bef- when you're in line, it's t- like the, at the entrance is where you take pictures with the newlywed, but mm-hmm. before the line, there's usually like a, a box where you have to put like oh yeah yeah there. yeah. So basically, you're kind of paying for your food. <laughs> yeah, because my mom's just like it's all calculated because each table is like a certain amount, and then you like. Yeah. My mom likes to do like a hundred dollars a person who goes to the wedding. So if everyone in my family goes, we would gift the bride and groom five hundred dollars. So it like kind of works out in their favor. Um, well, they have to, which pay is why they invite too. a lot of people. But yeah. that's why they invite a lot of people because then yeah. like it, it sounds weird, but it's, yeah, I don't, it know. I don't like it either. No, no, yeah. yeah. Indonesian reception, you give it while you like shake their hand. Well, now they don't uh, shake; they're just like <laughs> <laughs> usually you like shake their hand, and it's like an envelope, and then yeah, yeah. I think they have like um the ones that I've been to. They do have like guest registries and stuff like that. But my family doesn't pay per person. I don't think some people pay per person. No, <laughs> no. Big weddings are like a show of wealth almost. That's true. Yeah. 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 So the ones that I've been to, I think my parents used to bring all of us because I have three sisters. So like the whole gang gets to eat, and then after a while, they're like, "This is too embarrassing. It's like we're freeloading on them, so they decrease it to like one or two kids." Sometimes. How do they choose who goes? Um. Raffle. <laughs> it depends on the location. The fancier ones, I think I'm the one who gets to go because, like, I get to appreciate actual things, and like, my mom likes to like, oh my gosh, look at this, this is so nice. I want to like take pictures of that because my younger sisters they're picky and they don't care, so they're like, okay. <laughs> and like by the time we get into like the ballroom, they're like, okay, go eat, <laughs> just disperse, <laughs> go eat. I just try to put oh. everything in my plate. <laughs> Like on little by little. <laughs> How does food work at? Simple. Yeah, I was gonna ask because like y- weddings are very different for food. Oh, how? There's like seven they serve to the nine same thing. courses. Yeah. yeah, but it's always the same. It always starts with yeah. appetizers and soup, lobster, pecking duck, fried rice, uh, sweet and fried. There's like a lot of dishes, but it's always Just like the same type same of dishes. dishes. No matter but where you, you go, you have to like prepare yourself for like. A nine course meal or like a seven course meal. Yeah. Oh, ours is buffet. Mm-hmm, yeah. No. Yeah. Ours are buffet style, so they just release us, and you know, <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. Mars is like parents will just like okay, go hang out with like your, you know, your cohort and stuff like that. Um, it's also like. Chinese Indonesian circles are quite small, and so like、mm-hmm. you shouldn't be surprised to be sitting across like your classmate. It's like, oh no, now we're related. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, that happens too. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh no. Or this one time I went to like a funeral and I was like, that's where you found out. I saw my friend and I was like, why are you here? He's like, that's my grandfather. And I'm like, oh, so related. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. There wasn't yeah. even like a connection. Like he was like a different religion and like, you know, like <laughs> different ethnicity, not ethnicity, lah, like different native. Different. Whatever. Yes. I don't know, man. It's different. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even like relation, but um, I remember there was this one kid who moved into our school. And he was talking about his uncle and how his uncle like came from this one little city from that is not Jakarta. So we all live in Jakarta, but my mom is originally from like a small town. Now it's no longer a small town called Makassar. And he was saying, oh, I'm from Makassar too. Like I heard you mention it in class. Like, oh yeah, my uncle's part of the, you know, when when old people hang out with each other, <laughs> those, those gatherings. <laughs> He's like, it's part of that group. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. And he's like, no, my uncle's name is this. Like, you might know him. And I'm like, no, I don't. But then I told my mom about it. And she's like, oh, yeah, that guy. He went to high school with your grandma. They've been best friends ever since. And <laughs> just like, that's so random. Yeah. It's a small world out there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um... <laughs> We didn't really get through much, but apparently our time is up. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Can I have one more last question? Sure. What, what kind of, what kind of agents have you been mistaken for? Ooh. Ooh. Last, I can last, go first. Yes, I can go first. Yeah, what? So eager. So, you can't tell from the camera, but my skin is actually pretty dark. Like I'm pretty dark. Um, I admit that. So um, people can like uh, people mistake me as Filipino once in a while. So I'm used to that. But what like sometimes like it's not Asian, but I'll get like Mexican once in a while. And I'm just like I just go with the flow because they 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 think I don't speak Viet, so they'll like they'll they'll, they'll talk shit about me in Viet or something. And then I'll just, and then and then I, it's usually at like the the stores. And then I respond in Viet and they're like, oh. Oh no. Oh, you actually respond and usually like keep quiet and I'm like, mm, okay. Nah. <laughs> and then, or sometimes like when I'm at a Viet store and like they're struggling with English, I just speak Viet. And they're like, oh, you're Vietnamese. I thought you were like Filipino or something. I'm like, uh, I get that a lot. <laughs> I, I get that. That's How are so you, Nancy? I get Chinese sometimes. I feel like I look pretty Viet. If y'all look at the video, I feel like I look pretty Viet. I have like the typical like long black straight hair and like pretty fair complexion and like really small eyes, especially when I smile. Um, but I was on the plane to Vietnam, like to visit the motherland, you know, and everyone was speaking to me in Chinese. And I was like, hello, like wouldn't you assume Viet first, especially since we're going to Vietnam? Even in Vietnam, like we are checking into a hotel and they are speaking to me in Chinese and I was like, I don't speak Chinese. Like, I am Indian. you. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> I am one of you. <laughs> what about you, Inga? Um, I'm Chinese Indonesian, so obviously I get Chinese a lot. But I remember when I was in Singapore waiting for my mom, 
because this is Orchard Road. So if you've been to Singapore, Orchard Road is like the main central like shopping area. And I was waiting there for my mom and the people that come up to me, I'm like, I don't speak your language. There's been like Japanese person, Korean person, Chinese person, a German person came up to me. I'm like, that makes no sense, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's mostly that. I don't think I've ever been mistaken for any other Southeast Asian. And I think that's because Southeast Asians don't get enough representation. Yeah. Um. I actually get Filipino and Viet a lot. Just Viet? Yeah, I do get Viet. They're like, if you're not Filipino and you're from Southeast Asian, that's it, it's Viet. Now I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, no, 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 no. There's other Southeast Asians. You're like, oh, Malaysians. Now I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> no, come on. Oh. And then sometimes I would say Chinese. I do get a lot of Chinese. Yeah, I guess that's just... I want to ask that because there's not a lot of yeah, Southeast Asian representation. And hopefully this episode kind of goes down a bit on how our cultures are unique in its own. And I hope you also listen to Rand Collective. They'll come here in this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and I hope to see you <laughs> next week and stuff. Bye. 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 Hello. Hi. Thank you for listening to the Peak Boredom Podcast. This is Mars and Inga signing off. And don't forget to tune in next week. Please. Bye.